Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs Shelley Carney and Toby Yunus. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. We love to help you, our content creator friends, with actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and gain trust as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelley and Toby live every Thursday on YouTube or Facebook. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm Shelley Carney. And I'm Toby Yunus. Thanks for joining us today. Today we're going to be talking about the myths surrounding retirement. And the reason we're doing that is because today is my husband's very first day of retirement. Oh, congratulations yeah. to both of you. Actually. December 1st. Yeah, okay. very good. So after how many years? That's almost, he's been there 39, almost, yeah, it was 39 years. Amazing. Yeah. I really admire people who, who do 39 that. and a half, you almost know, 40, almost made it to 40. Yeah, well, that was good. I mean, there's a point at which you have to say, look, if I can retire, I'm going to retire. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. so we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about that. So um, make sure that before you leave today's show, you uh, like our show, YouTube likes it when you like our videos, share it with your family, your friends, your neighbors, your business associates, and hopefully the entirety of your social media network so that we can grow the channel. Finally, if you're not already a subscriber, this would be the ideal time to subscribe. And that way, whenever we start a live stream, you'll be immediately informed. And as a result, by the end of that live stream in the know. In addition to that, we would appreciate it if you'd take a look down at the bottom of the chat window, you'll see that the uh, the stylized dollar sign there. If you click on that dollar sign, the good folks at YouTube will walk you through the process of donating to our little project here. If it's uh, not the live stream and after the video has been published online, you're going to go down to underneath the video and you'll see a heart with a dollar sign in it. They call that super thanks. And you can do the same thing. It's real easy. All you need is your credit card, hopefully the one with the biggest <laughs> That's right. Or you can alternatively, you can just reach out to us and work with us. Uh, we would love to help you to grow your business through content marketing. And uh, you can reach out to us at make an appointment to have a video chat with us at no charge at consulting.agkmedia.studio. And you'll see all our contact ways and means uh, scrolling on the screen below us. So if you have any questions, just refer there first because it tells you how to talk to us. That's right. So let's get into our topic for the day, five myths about retirement and encore entrepreneurs. Are we encore? Are we retired? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, officially, yeah. you're officially retired today because your husband is retired. <laughs> I guess so, except that I'm continuing to work. Yeah. Uh, and then we're, we're going to get into that. But you know what? I heard your conversation with Jen this morning on Women Conquer Business. Mm -hmm. You're working by choice. You've choo you choose to do what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Keeps me busy. Exactly. And we're going to talk about that. That's right. So what are five myths of retirement? <clears throat> and these are our five myths. If you go online and check out uh, five myths of retirement, most of the things you're going to find are about investing and saving for your retirement years. Um, but what do people think and say about retirement? That's what we're going to be focusing on. What, you know, what we imagined retirement would be and then what is really true about it and how do we feel about retirement? Because we're both in those retirement years right now. And my husband is entering retirement right now and he's pretty happy about it. So we're going to get into what are the myths that surround retirement? I, and I'm a real experienced retiree because I've retired four or five times now. So yeah. I'm, I'm a, whoa, what's going on Facebook? <laughs> Here's our first myth. Retirement is your financial status. Now, when we're filling out forms, right, if you're filling out, oh, you know, your name, your address, your email, uh, you know, um, are you married or single or divorced or, uh, and then keep on going down and it's, are you working? Are you a student? Are you working part-time? Are you uh, a stay-at-home parent? Or are you retired? Retired is considered a financial status. And again, if you go online and look up five myths about retirement, it's all going to be about finances. But I feel that uh, the retirement is more than just your financial status. It's a stage of life. 
It's a state of mind and it's a time to feel free again, much like when you were a child and you had your parents taking care of you. If you know you were uh, in that position where your parents were taking care of you as a child, I know some people didn't have all those uh, perks of life that we did, but uh, once again, you should be able to feel free because you should be at a place in life where you're not having to take care of other people. You just get to, you know, live off of your retirement income, your social security, and enjoy your life and not feel obligated to go to work, not feel obligated to uh, feed your children any longer. They should be grown at this point. And, uh, what do you think? So here's the way I see it. At any stage in life, whether it's the stage where uh, you're uh, in school and you recognize that you are in a stage that's kind of the point where you go like, oh, okay, so I'm going to be doing this for the next 18 or how many ever years you decide to go to school and college, um, or you're in the work period of your life, you're in the family building period of your life, or you get through all of that school work, family building, <clears throat> and you actually do get to retirement, the, the simple fact of the matter is that in every one of those stages of life, whether you're, uh, there's, there's a point like at seven years old, where you start making decisions, you start making your own choices, and you start acting upon those decisions and choices. Retirement is just that. It's decisions and choices you're making about where you are in life and how you want to be in that life. So there is nothing better to me, actually, because I am, uh, than being retired to make ch choices that I can make because I am retired. But honestly, I remember being in my work period, and which happened to coincide with my family building period, and making decisions and choices. Now, the difference between then and now was my decisions and choices were not only affecting me, they were affecting the people around me. Now, it's very different because I can make decisions and make choices that while it may affect, like if I decide I want to go on a road trip to White Sands, I can ask Shelly and that may impact her. I can make that decision. And if she says no, I can go on my own. I don't have to ask my children's permission. They would probably tell me they're too busy to help me make those kinds of decisions. But the <laughs> but important thing- you don't thing, have to worry about taking them to soccer right, matches anymore right, either. <laughs> exactly. So you, you're in a situation now where you're, yes, in a different stage in life, but the one thing that all those stages have in life is that you're going to get, uh, you're going to have to make choices and you're going to have to make decisions. The choices are going to be presented to you and you're going to have to make a choice and you're going to have to make decisions about making that choice. And the only, the biggest advantage that you have in all that is it is very likely that 90% of the choices you're going to make as a retiree impact you and perhaps your life partner. I don't happen to have a life partner. I have a business, a very good business partner, <clears throat> but I, but it lets you make those decisions and choices without having to worry about the impact on the people around you. Now, would being making a choice to, uh, jump off a cliff with one of those parachutes that lets you jump off a cliff would, would my, my children like me to say that I'm doing that? Probably not. <clears throat> and would they try to talk me uh, out of doing that? Probably so. But that's because they're, and it's not selfishness. They just love you and they don't want you to do anything stupid. And um, dangerous. Dangerous. Okay. So this guy, well, and, and so it would be a bad choice and it could affect other people in that very extreme way. But just keep that in mind. It's a stage of life. You get opportunities. You've got to make decisions and choices about those opportunities and then move forward with them once you have. And, and try not to regret them. You're, the simple fact of the matter is not every choice in life, not every decision you make in life is going to be the right one. You're going to make bad decisions. You're going to make bad choices. But you correct them as soon as possible. You learn from them uh, what you can, and you try not to make that mistake again. But you're always going to have decisions and choices, and you're going to have more freedom as a retiree to deal with those decisions and choices. So can you move that thing over here? What thing? The mouse. Oh. Then I can help you with changing pictures and Oh, and I can things. do it. What's it going on? I you gotta remind me when I'm going past the uh past what's on the slide. Well, and then it's gonna open up comments. Oh, okay. Gonna... Yeah. And when you're talking, you can close the slide and just open up the big screen. All right, I'll do that. So okay. <laughs> did did <laughs> we cover you can all pass of this? The mouse. Yes. 
<clears throat> Myth number two for us is that social security dependence and fixed income, that uh, you rely upon social security and Medicare, and uh, you have a fixed income that will not change unless there's a cost of living increase to the social security. That's kind of a myth. Uh, it's partly true and partly you have uh, some influence over that. You can decide to downsize. For instance, my husband and I live in a five-bedroom home, but our kids have moved out, so we are ready to downsize to a smaller home. And uh, when we sell the home, it's on a big piece of property, so it'll sell for more than what we will probably pay for our next home. So that's downsizing. And whatever money is left over, you can use that money to invest into a retirement account so that, you know, you, you can use that money over the, the coming years, or, you know, you can invest it in other pieces of property. You could uh, buy another home and uh, rent it out or use it as an Airbnb. There are other things you can do with that when you're downsizing. And many, many people do downsize when they hit that retirement age. Uh, you can continue to work part-time either for whoever, uh, whatever company you are already working for, uh, you can just reduce your hours down to part-time or you can get a part-time job if you know you want to do that or you can work as a consultant or you can start your own entrepreneurial business and uh, bring in an income that way to supplement that social security uh, and fixed income that you are already getting. Um, so what do you say about that? Because I know you are on a fixed income, but it's it's a good income. Well, it's a good income that uh, one of the benefits of it is that it looks at whatever the social security cost of living is for a particular year, and it uses that for the fixed income. But that's because I started my retirement planning at a very early age, thanks to some good advice from people in the military. Um, and uh, if, if there is anything that you can do to make your retirement better, it is investing in your retirement at a very young age when you're still working. Now, some people can do that. I know. I know that, uh, for example, Kelly's husband, Kevin. Why do I Shelley. do that? Shelly. Because you were going to say Kevin. Kevin, and it comes out like <laughs> Shelly's husband, Kevin, uh, began by using the financial manager that his father had used. And I know that his brother, and speaking with his brother, I know that he uses the same one. So they had a real good plan right uh, from the beginning. And that made it easier for them to make that transition. They're put in a position where they're not having to rely specifically on Social Security. But for some people, it is Social Security. My only caution with Social Security is that sooner or later, there's going to be an administration in office that is going to decide to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. Now, when you hear that, they're not going to erase it. What they're going to do is turn it over to industry. So instead of getting Medicare, you're going to get healthcare at a reduced cost from one of the healthcare service providers, insurance providers. The same with Social Security. They won't take Social Security away in the sense that you can't have your social security, what they will do is say, from now on, we're not going to take this social security money out of your paycheck. What you're going to do is here's the companies that you can invest it with, and they'll make decisions about how to make those investments for you so that you do have a retirement uh, at the end of all this. So it's not that social security is going away. It's your retirement investment instead of being taken out of your paycheck and being uh, held by the government and the social security trust fund is actually going to be taken out of your check and they're going to give it to someone. And I, do, I know they do this in Kevin's case. Um, and it's going to be given to a financial uh, management company of your choice. So that will be your quote, social security, um, unquote. So uh, if, if that's all you have, that's okay. But that will be enough to provide you a very basic standard of living because of the limitations inherent on social security, 6%, 6%, six and a quarter percent, six and a quarter percent matched by the government. And if you multiply that times the number of, of, uh, 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 what do you call it, quarters you work, it's not going to be a big number. And when you, and you're not going to find that out until you get your first social security check, actually, you'll, they, 
you'll have the opportunity to figure out what's going to happen. But you want to make sure that in addition to your Social Security, you've done something else that will provide uh, an additional source of income for your retirement. Okay. Next. Well, it's next because we need to talk about these other fixed income opportunities. So oh. uh, in addition to that, you, you have the opportunity to work part-time and uh, you know, as well as I do, there are people in our retired an age group. Then you walk, walk into Walmart. There's this, a bunch of cute little ladies, little old ladies who are my age. Uh, and I get to say hi to them when I go in there. And I realize what's happened is that it wasn't enough. Their social security wasn't simply enough. Either they didn't work or their husband hadn't left them in a position to be able to do that. So they're having to work part-time employment and you know, it's Walmart, but it's a big employer in this area. And why not? You know, and then the last thing is the entrepreneurial business. One of the one of the best things about living in life stages is there's a life stage in which you learn stuff. And it doesn't make any difference whether you're a mechanic, uh, a uh, uh, an electrician um, or a high tech analyst or salesperson. You learn stuff. And if you manage to do that over a lifetime, that age, that work uh, stage of life, uh, you have a no lot of knowledge that has value. We just had a conversation with one of uh, Shelly's friends, her partner on Women Conquer Business. And uh, Shelly mentioned, I happened to come into the room and Shelly mentioned how much I enjoy selling and um, how good I was at it. And we started, she was struggling with it. And I was able to tell her, here's how I worked. Here's how I, what made me successful. And it's not a the class in selling, but there's some little fundamental principles that if you adhere to, that's knowledge that I acquired over four years of, uh, of of running my own business and having to sell every day of that business operation. And so each of us, if we've spent our time, our or the early part of our lives, our work life, not only raising a family, uh, because I know a lot about that too, you know, uh, but if we uh, if we take our work life at the end of it, we know more about that job, whatever it was, than anybody else. And some people, I call them, uh, I don't call them, but the world calls them, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Mm. Sometimes being a jack of all trades is really an investment that you've earned and gives you the right to continue in your retirement to be that kind of jack of all trades with advice and counseling and consulting, no matter what you've done in life, if you've taken the time to truly understand what you do, you can become an encore entrepreneur by simply talking about what you know, because you know a bunch, you can't do something for as long as you have and not know uh, enough about it to be able to counsel someone else in that uh, same area. Additions. Mm -hmm. All right, here's the next myth. There is accelerated cognitive decline in our retirement years, which makes us useless. That's a myth. <laughs> now, there is some possibility of some decline, but people, I think, place uh, a lot of emphasis on, well, I forgot that word, so I must be getting, uh, you know, dementia or something. No. Uh, you have a lot of knowledge that you've accumulated over uh, 50, 60, 70 years. And now the filing system is, is getting a little bit slow because there's so much information in those files. Uh, that's part of it. That's a big part of it. My mom, who had a stroke, you know, when she talks to me on the phone and she gets frustrated because she can't think of a word and she blames it on the stroke. And I say, no, everybody does that. Everybody does that. Don't worry about it. You know, just keep doing your best and stay active. And that's what we can do is we can stay active. We can choose to have a purpose in our lives and follow that purpose. We can do things that make us feel needed, whether that's uh, babysitting the grandkids or volunteering or um, helping out a neighbor, whatever it is that makes you feel needed. That is really an important thing to have in your life to help you to stay uh, active and cognitively aware of what's going on in life. Getting out of the house and meeting with people and being in new situations, uh, enjoying positive, uh, if you know, looking for the positive. A lot of times things happen in life and we can say, well, that was a bad thing and look at all the bad parts of it. But 
can you flip it around and start to look for the positive things that happened instead? And that is going to help you to have a, a more of a growth mindset and make it more likely that you're going to want to keep learning, want to keep getting out, want to be active. So there was a time in which it was assumed that retirement was a, the collection of your gold watch and B you went home and occasionally you played shuffleboard or bridge with your friends, that there was no purpose to retirement. Shelley brought up the point that we've been repeating throughout the beginning of this presentation. It's a choice. Retirement, how you deal with retirement, what you do with retirement is a choice. You can choose to do nothing, saying to yourself, I've already put in my time. I, I, I spent 40 years raising family and 40 years working and 40 years selling and 40 years serving the, the, the uh, government, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I just want to kick back. And you find out really quickly that whole kicking back thing isn't all it's stacked up to be. And, and that's, that's what I've discovered, that getting up every morning with a purpose, with having something to do, uh, with not regretting it, uh, because you can start regretting. Once you start regretting it, stop doing it, right? If you get up in the morning and you say to yourself, oh, another stream yard show, stop doing it. Stop doing it at that point and find something else that you can be interested in. And we've struggled with this. I, I struggle. I don't know that Shelly struggles as much as I do with our, our success and our investment in streaming and the channels that we have because we got so accustomed to the success of our first channel that we thought they were all like that. And now for us, it's like a struggle every day. And you have to convince yourself this is all worthwhile um, in order to do it. it. If I didn't get another... Uh, subscriber to one of our other channels. If I didn't get another subscriber, I would still do it because it gives me a reason to get up, continue learning, continue exploring different things, continue to ask questions and find out answers because it's worth it to me. And I've made a, an investment. I mean, Shelly and I talk about our studio here. I mean, what, what, why would I stop doing this when I have this studio to turn on lights, go uh, build out the, you know, the StreamYard application for our different brands and then get on live streaming, big YouTube channel, YouTube platform with our little tiny channel and explore all these kinds of thoughts. And we do that with whatever we do, whether it's Shelly's Women Conquer Business or Shelly Car Carney Livestream Coach or our New Mexico Day Trips. It's always a matter of exploration exploration because you've got to get to that show with something new and Shelly's very good about doing the slides for these uh, for our uh, messages and methods show and I get to look at them and I go like okay how are we gonna how are we gonna get through this today how are we gonna talk about it because we don't want to make it a slide presentation we want to speak to you from personal experience I'm gonna go back to something else about personal experience and that is if you're at the stage in life where you are forgetting the occasional the occasional word, don't panic. It's as Shelley said, it's part of the nature of the bodily beast. Okay. That's how we grow old and we're going to start forgetting words. And I am a master of it. If she's not here next to me, I could spend days trying to remember a word that I'm trying to use. And she's got, we've hung around together so long that she actually knows like the word that I'm searching for. Uh, you'll see not it. Always. on our other, <laughs> Pardon. So, but sometimes I don't, but then the audience does. So right. That's fine yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it's fun because the audience will will uh, I'll I'll try to say something, and I, I've the other thing that I've learned is don't try to fake it, because there's someone in that audience that knows the facts better than you do, so just say, gosh, I can't remember that, and somebody in the audience will pop up and tell you what it was. I'm trying to remember, I was trying to remember something about World War II, and it was a, you know, it was a esoteric little known fact about World War II. And some of the audience came up with it exactly the way uh, that I wanted to say it. So that's the first thing. The second thing is back, back to choices and decisions. You can choose and decide upon uh, what you want to do with that time. And there are lots of opportunities and what makes it really great. And I don't, I, 
I think I could have brought this up earlier, but what makes it really great is that if you want to stay in touch with others, you've got the technology to do that. Aside from just using your smartphone to FaceTime your kids and grandkids, you've got technologies that we're using right now that are readily available. Yes, you have it. we have a studio, but you can do this on your laptop and you can communicate with anybody. When we have guests, part of the fun with being with guests is having them on the screen and having a conversation where they're uh, talking to you about what they want want to do, where they want to go with all of this. And uh, so the technology makes it that much easier. So imagine this, you spent your life as a insurance agent. And you and I both know, Shelly knows, because I have an insurance agent, uh, how complex that can be, and how over complex people can make it. Uh, imagine just being a counselor in not selling insurance, but helping people to buy insurance. You're sitting on the same side of the desk uh, as they are. And that, that is true from any, for any business. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman about a month ago that we had met on one of our travels, and he had been the head of the procurement office for a large corporation. And I know how hard that job is because you're getting beat up from both sides, people on one side that want stuff and people on the other side that are managing the budget. And I said, imagine, imagine the possibilities, the endless possibilities of you acting as a consultant to procurement agents, agents all over the United States and corporations and government agencies, helping them to solve the problems that over a 40-year period you used to solve in a blink of an eye just because you had that experience. So that's the kind of imagination that you have to have about what's occurred in the various stages of your life. Pick the stage of your life that you loved the most. And now that you're retired, figure out how to do that again, right? Figure out how to become a counselor or a coach or a, a consultant in the area uh, of your life that, uh, whether it's work or personal, that had the most meaning and you re remember fondly, I guess is the best way to describe it. It's all out there for you. Oh, didn't mean to do that. There we go. There's another myth that we have so much time and we don't have anything to do and we get bored easily. Now, I, when I was looking things up online, this came up uh, that uh, one of the things that retirees would complain about is being bored. Well, there's so many things to do. Sometimes uh, we have a wealth of choices and we, we get, you know, analysis paralysis. Uh, there's too many choices. We can volunteer, we can get a part-time job, we can start a business or a hobby, we can travel, we can join a club or a membership, or we could be a leader in any of those things. Uh, so there is a lot to do. Don't get uh, you know, paralyzed by the idea that there's too many choices, too many things to do. And a lot of times, well, like in the last couple of years where we were locked in and we were encouraged to stay home and stay away from large groups of people in order to stay healthy, that is easy uh, for us. And we get very used to that and it becomes comfortable. It comes, becomes our comfort zone. And then getting out of that comfort zone is an effort. It's, it takes a lot of push to get us to get out again. You know, you get an invitation from somebody, come on over to my house. We're going to do a, you know, a get together in a fire pit and we're going to have some wine and, and, you think, well, it sounds fun, but I would have to get dressed and, you know, and, and I don't like the way my clothes fit and it becomes a whole thing. And we come up with many, many reasons not to do it. So it, it is an effort to get out and to do things. But if we rely too much upon staying in the house, watching television and not going anywhere, one, we put on weight. <laughs> two, we don't, keep in touch with their friends so they drift off and away. And three, they, they stop inviting us to things so we don't have as many things available to do anymore. So it's important that if you're going to watch television, you call up a friend and say, hey, I watched this program and let me tell you about it. And here's what I learned from it and have a conversation about it. Use that as fuel for a conversation, uh, you know, rather than just relying upon television to keep you from being bored. Uh, Shelley brings up an interesting point, and that is 
how many times in the recent past you've gotten an invitation from somebody, anybody, and you've decided for using whatever excuse was handy that you didn't want to do that. Well, that's kind of the beginning of that isolation that you start to feel. So when somebody calls you and asks you, and Shelly is very good about... Uh, and our next one is loneliness, so don't get too far into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that Shelly is very good about is that when we do get an invitation, she makes it a point to put it on her calendar and starts the scheduling process and rem reminding me that uh, we need to go to this event on this date and here's what we can expect. And I think the important thing about that is that if you start turning people down, if they start inviting you to things and you start turning them down saying you're too busy or you whatever, whatever excuse, because it's going to be an excuse, then that leads to what we're going to talk to uh, uh, talk about next. And uh, that's loneliness. Leave, leave it alone. If you do nothing else, right? If in your retirement, you, you want to do something that gets you pumped up about the rest of your life, join the senior center. Every community has them. They make a lot of investment in that stuff. They provide a lot of services, a better quality of life because they serve meals uh, if you want them. But the ones that I had in Albuquerque were planning dances and parties, and they had a birthday party day every month where all the birthday parties of that month were. And it was just getting together with people and enjoying life. And eventually you're going to be one of the birthday parties in that month. And you're going to get to have cake and people are going to get to wish you a happy birthday and you're going to wear a birthday hat. Birthday hat. <laughs> anyway, it's another way to engage. And I think that's more important. Did you want a birthday hat? Is that why you were upset? <laughs> my birthday's in January. Should I get you a birthday hat? No, I'm party? okay. It's kind of a, <laughs> there's a point at which uh, when, you're at, at, uh, when your next birthday is your 74th, you go like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> if, I, if you forget it at that point, but I But you just I'm told okay all these people know, to go out to the senior center I, and have a birthday party. Yeah, now you don't want one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and there are those senior centers in every community, and um, they're really good about making sure that the investment that's made in serving seniors, the people who have paid their dues, uh, get some benefit from it. So there's no excuse for not being able to do something, even if it's not becoming an entrepreneur or starting your own home business or taking your favorite hobby and starting to do it all over again and this time putting it on Etsy, well, you know, whatever it is. So there's, there's lots of opportunity. You just have to make that choice. It's a choice and it's a decision. That's right. And sometimes Toby's like, why are we doing all these things? I'm so busy all the time. And I just want to, you know, just not be so busy. And, and, but he loves it. And I think we both do. We both are keeping busy by having a business and, you know, what is business, if not busyness. Busyness, <laughs> busyness. I mean, a good example was for New Mexico day trips, uh, programming, this last week, we we had a very tight schedule because of things that were happening in both our lives, but we needed to get in the content for our show. That means we have to go New Mexico day trips. We had to go someplace. And so we started working it out and we spent, I don't know, three days discussing it. And I was getting very discouraged because I felt like Shelly was shooting down all my ideas. Like I'd say this and she got, <laughs> oh, no, that's just that. And, and she's not that, she's, I, I think what was interesting about it is she's never that negative. Like she's never that consistently negative about anything. And so I kept pushing it and pushing it. And finally, I got to the point where we're going to, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to drive here. We're going to sleep overnight here. We're going to do that one, kill two birds or, or feed two birds with one seed. Uh, and then we're going to come back and we're going to have enough content for two shows. Well, for that, we had to do something that is really hard for me. And that was get up at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and we had to do something that was really hard for me, and that was take all my Monday and Tuesday tasks and, and them. get them done on Sunday. Right. So, so that we could do all of that. But once we're there in the cold and the wind on top of some damn mountain in the middle of New Mexico, in the middle of southwestern, southeastern New Mexico, uh, you tell yourself like, and then, and then you get back in the truck and you go like, that was a lot of fun. That was really, and even the drive back, which at that point was a four hour drive back, you know, which may sound like a lot. My first reaction was, oh, I'm going to fall asleep half the way. But because we managed our time, because we managed our sleep, because we managed our eating, all of those things during this trip, it made it a really, really easy trip. And I get the benefit of having to come home that evening, of coming home that evening and taking all the content from all the, the, uh, 
various devices on which we had collected content and looking at it in order to sort it into the right uh, file folders so that we can build videos about it. And for me, that brings it all rushing back. You know, here, here we are on top of this mountain, wind blowing, and I get this beautiful image of Shelley pointing out this is one of the petroglyphs that we missed. And I get to watch that all over again. And I, it brings back the feeling that I had when she did that because I realized she's committed to this. She's looking for these little numbers where all the various petroglyphs were. And I felt like that that's someone who's committed. She's not just up here hanging out and complaining or whining about how cold it is. She's wrapped up in her big jacket and the headscarf, the kefiyah. And, uh, but she's committed. Here's this number. Here's, she found all the numbers. And I, I got to re-enjoy that as I was going through that content. And so whatever trials and tribulations they were about getting up at that early in the morning or not getting enough sleep or not enough to eat all went away in that moment when I go like, this was all worth it. So all you have to do is make a choice about what you're going to do and how you're going to present it, what you're going to do with your life, because your life in retirement shouldn't be less interesting, less dynamic than your life when you weren't retired. There's you, you, there's no excuse for having le led a, a retired life that you can look back and say, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story. So when I was in, I was, um, uh, you know, I have six children and they all went to college and I was talking with my second child, my daughter, Sean, who's very, just on top of the world, very artistic, very talented, very smart. And we were sitting, um, and she had just gotten her acceptance to the university of Virginia. Uh, and, um, and she had that night, she, there was a graduate, they had their graduation. We had a graduation party. Everything had wound down. It's about 11 o'clock at night. She and I are sitting on the couch, kind of mindlessly watching the TV. And we started talking about her future. And she said something that I was really surprised at because I, I could tell it wasn't something that she had thought about. She was talking about her high school experience. It was a real good, Chantilly High School was a great high school for all our kids. And, um, um, she, we started talking about her high school experiences and she said, I feel like they were the best years of my life. And I corrected her. I said, well, if your high school was the best years of your life, what do you have to look forward to? The best years of your life are ahead of you. And that's just as true for leaving high school and going to college as it is for ending your work life and beginning, beginning your retirement life the best years of your life are ahead of you. You just have to decide upon them and choose the direction that you're going to take to ensure that's correct. The other way. You just have to click the layout button. Next. Next. Here's our last myth for today. Loneliness. All retirees are lonely. Um, <laughs> Well, you can be lonely. That, again, is a choice. It's a lifestyle. But in order to combat loneliness, have a purpose that leads to meeting people, uh, whether that's being a volunteer or belonging to a club or a senior center. Uh, be friendly. Being friendly helps us to connect. Uh, Toby has no problem walking up to people and asking them questions. And when you do that, most of the time you get people who are uh, happy to answer your questions. Uh, they've just been waiting for somebody mm -hmm. to ask them. So be friendly and ask questions. Activities and events at senior centers, like Toby talked about, can help dispel loneliness. That can give you a social group that you can hang out with. But don't just uh, limit yourself to people in your own age group. I'm 15 years younger than Toby, and we're best friends. There's no reason you can't be best friends with somebody who's in another generation from you, um, or that you couldn't be like a grandpa or a grandma to somebody who isn't actually your grandchild, but you have a relationship with a neighbor, a neighbor's child, you know, somebody who needs you because maybe they come home from school and their parents aren't home from work yet. Maybe you can be that person that they can come to if they need something and their parents aren't home yet. So there's ways to uh, be a part of other people's lives in person and 
also online. There are many, many, many online groups. There's meetups. There's ways to meet people in online uh, groups and memberships and uh, all kinds of things. What, what's that application that we use? Meetup? Is it meetup.com? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're, if you're wondering whether or not there are people that have interests that are common with yours, go to meetup.com and start searching there because you search by interest and you search by locale. And so one of the things that you can do if your interest is in kayaking, if your interest is in senior kayaking or senior hiking or senior biking, because you don't want to hang out with guys that are doing the Peloton at 28 miles an hour, uh, they're, they're on meetup.com. They will have one of those. And that's a good place to get started because people on meetup.com went there for exactly the same person to find uh, people of similar interests that want to do the things that they want to do in a way that's age responsible and uh, age responsive, right? Uh, so that's a good place to start if you're having that. There, there is no excuse for being lonely unless you choose to be lonely. And some people will do that. Um, we run into, in our travels, we run into people all the time. And you can tell just when you start talking with them, whether or not this is going to be a good conversation it makes them uncomfortable. I tend to be extroverted and I spent most of my life not, not introducing myself to people, but making connections because that was necessary for my business. So I'm very comfortable with that. It doesn't take me much to get started. And, but the other thing that I've recognized is not everybody's like me. And so one of the things that I've learned, not only in my, during my working life, but in retirement is that when you meet, someone who's not as comfortable with it as you are, give them a chance to develop. And if they don't want to develop, they can make that choice as well. But it always surprises me. Well, and I shouldn't be, uh, but it always maybe pleases me that when you start a conversation with someone and they can expand upon that and they take the conversation uh, bridle in their own hands and they take off of the conversation. That always makes me feel good about what I've done because I feel like it makes them feel good uh, as well. So uh, if you're not an extrovert, don't worry about it. Uh, there are places that you can meet online where you don't have to be any more of an introvert, any less of an introvert than you are now. Uh, Do really, the thing that I recommend is make one really, really good friend if you're an introvert and they're an extrovert, because then it's very complimentary. And then whenever you go somewhere, uh, the extrovert doesn't have a problem asking for things or, you know, helping you, you know, and then the introvert, you know, can provide that, that insight that maybe sometimes they're not saying, right. oh, well, I don't know why that waiter was so blah, blah, blah. And the introvert can say, well, I, I noticed this about that situation and kind of fill in each other's blanks and compliment each other. So that would be my top recommendation for That's introverts a good one. I like that. who want to get out and meet more people but are having a real hard time with it. Make one really good friend who's an extrovert. Like you. <laughs> for me. <laughs> Shelly said something to the, the other night. I don't know when we were talking about it. And she says, one of the things I like about you is that you like laughing out loud. And I do. I'll, I'll laugh out loud. But I've never thought of it as necessarily a an asset, but what you find out if you laugh out loud, it affects other people and they want to laugh about whatever you're laughing at, assuming it's not about them, of course. So <laughs> next. Okay. So let's talk about encore entrepreneurs. An encore entrepreneur is somebody in the second half of life who wants to start a business. They're categorized as a business owner. So when you're filling out retired or, you know, what, age or stage of life you are and your finances, you can categorize yourself as a business owner. And that feels really good. Feels a, a lot of pride in that, that I am a business owner. I, you know, can check that one off. Um, it gives you control over your finances because you can work really hard at something and make some money, bring some money in, or you can just say, you know, I need to take a break for a month or two and, and it doesn't matter if I have a lot of money coming in. I'm good. Uh, you you have that control. You're more motivated to learn and grow because if you have a business and you see, you know what um, people are doing is putting ads on YouTube and I need to learn how to do that it's to, in order to help my business to grow. And it pushes you 
to feel motivated to learn those things. Uh, and then you have a purpose and a passion which drives your action. Instead of sitting passively at home, you're getting on the computer and you're reaching out to people and you're making videos and doing a podcast and, and your purpose and your passion keeps driving you to do those things. And you continue to meet and work with others when you have your own business that's necessary. You need to meet people for uh, referrals and for clients and to keep your business going. So, and if you've never had your own business before, if you've always worked for someone else, you don't have to worry about the fact that there aren't resources out there. The first thing that you should do is uh, contact the Small Business Administration Office in your uh, city or town and ask them what kind of courses they're offering because they're generally speaking free courses. That's the first thing. The second thing is associated with the SB, SBA, the Small Business Administration is called something called SCORE. Uh, and it's an acronym. It stands for the Senior Core of Retired Executives. And these are people who have been, who are in retirement and who serve other people who want to start their business by consulting and advising them. And it's free. Once you're under their wing, they will help you with all the questions that you have uh, about uh, starting a business and maintaining that business through the important things like the beginning with insurance and attorneys and uh, and uh, finances, accounting. So uh, there are resources out there that are, for the most part, free. There are uh, uh, not campaigns. There are not, they go beyond courses and they go to programs. Uh, that you can pay for, that you can buy into with a small business administration. And they're basically a course in how to start a small business. And the reason I know that is because that's how I got started. My experience, I didn't have any experience in business when I started my own business. I had uh, been in the military and then I had worked for the uh, 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 National Security Agency. And so when the National Security Agency suggested that I start my own business so that I can become an ind independent contractor, I said I had never run a business and, uh, and uh, I was uncomfortable with the idea. And what they did is they sent me to the SBA and the SBA and, and I was still employed by the National Security Agency and the SBA over a year long period basically taught me and all I had to do was go to the classes and do the things that they suggested I do to start my business. So that's out there and that's available for you. And you don't, it, does it help to have a counselor or a coach or a consultant in the area of business that you're pursuing? It does. And that's what we do for a lot of people. But if the concept, if the fundamental principles of running your own business isn't there, you don't have those, contact the Small Business Administration, get in touch with their, the people that are members of the SCORE, their Senior Corps of uh, Retired Executives, and take advantage of those resources. Yep. That's what they're there for. And you can work with us. If you want to learn more about content marketing, that's what we can help you with. Uh, you can make new friends because we're friendly people. We are friendly people. I'm the extrovert. She's the introvert. We're introvert, but we're, we're very good That's friends. Right. You can create more opportunities by doing content marketing and reaching out more uh, in, these in this manner. You can connect with your audience members, which we've done for many years, and it's pretty cool. And you can help improve lives. Uh, you know, hearing from just one person that you've, that who's watched your show, who says, you know, this has helped me a lot. I've learned a lot. That's, you know, that's enough motivation to keep on doing it for another six months. So an important part of building out your business is understanding marketing. But more importantly than even that is understanding marketing in this era. Uh, marketing in this area era is about the production of digital content and the distribution of that digital content. More importantly, taking advantage of the fact that you are uh, producing content and using it in a variety of ways so that you're not spending uh, all that time trying to figure out how to market. What we're doing right now is a form of marketing. We're communicating with our uh, perspective, uh, not only our audience, but our prospective customers. So they, they know what we do. Um, there is nothing that prevents you from doing exactly that. And you're going to have to figure out that solution because putting ads in newspapers or the back pages, the yellow pages of the telephone book is not contemporary marketing. What we're doing right here is content. And, and what Shelly will do after the show as she distributes all this content to our various platforms is the way that marketing works today. Uh, 
And that is our area of expertise, content creation and distribution, and doing it in a way that that your only investment, your only cost is your time. And that's better than anything, because what you do have a lot of, you may not have a lot of money, but you do have a lot of time. Uh, and if you look at it that way, it is truly a very good investment for you. And we'll give you a free hour. <laughs> That's right. That's I'll let Shelly tell it. Uh, so schedule a video chat with us at consulting.agkmedia.studio, and we will discuss your vision and answer any questions you have about content marketing, um, producing live stream videos, videos, podcasts, blogs, social media posts, books, courses, any kind of digital product. Uh, we can help you get started with that. And and it's important because, uh, for example, we had a recent client that didn't need any of our packaged services. She just needed consulting hours, right? She just wanted to be able to say, can I call, can we talk, have this kind of conversation once a week or however long it is? And so we created a package for her that was basically consulting hours. Uh, and she saved 250 bucks on the package. And it was good because she can use those hours whenever she feels the, the, the need to. Uh, and sometimes it's just that, having someone to talk to about what all this stuff is. We, we're not going to be able to solve your accounting problems or your legal problems or your insurance problems. But we can uh, uh, surely help you when it comes to content marketing as content development and distribution because that's the model we use. That's right. And we can do it. You can do it. I do four shows a week. I do three podcasts a week. I do uh, two blogs and two newsletters a week. And if I can do all of that, you can do one show a week. It's, you know, wow, easy. <laughs> so uh, don't think that you can't do it because you're over a certain age. Um, anybody can do this. And a partridge, I do a partridge in a pear tree because she does all that other stuff. Okay. <laughs> if you have any questions, please make sure you put them into the comments and we're happy to answer your questions or just go ahead and make a, uh, you know, a video chat appointment with us and we're glad to talk with you. Again, that's at consulting.agkmedia.studio. Take advantage of it. It's good. Even if uh, one of us isn't there, we both know uh, a great deal about uh, these topics. And so uh, we're usually there together, but if we're not, you'll get as much information. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0, hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices too. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week.